0: Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly.
1: Je suis Stéphane.
0: Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to live aboard cruising. We're going to talk about visas in Schengen and what we've learned here, being here in Europe. And wow, it's been a learning experience to say the least, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, it's like, you think you've figured it out. Yeah. (laughs) There's always another twist. Here's the bottom line. I just
0: want a passport that says you're a global citizen. Just like, welcome to planet Earth. Go where you want. Like, there's no check-in, check-out. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Okay, but that's not the way it is. Yeah,
1: like you're a a nomad visa.
0: Yeah, and you just go wherever you want.
1: I'm spending money in your country. I'm not working there. I'm not doing anything special. And I'm passing by. Just give me some time.
0: Yes, yeah, so that so that's like the ideal situation. So the real situation is um, this year I got a long stay visa uh, for France, and we went in with sa- certain assumptions about how that would work based on people we talked to and research we did, and we've learned more, and uh, we wanted to share that with you. I, everybody who kind of picks up a boat in Europe or um, plans to sail in the med, I'm sure you have a lot of, um, you've done a lot of your own research about, you know, where to go and you, the Schengen, and you have the three months and, you know, or 190 days and 180 day business. So I'm just going to share my experience, um, our experience. We're a little bit different because Stefan has a dual citizenship, so he can enter with a French passport and he can stay.
1: But in this case, I've fallen to the same limitations. That's true. You, you so, have the
0: same limitations. And we're going to talk about what those are. Yeah.
1: And what's frustrating, it's, it's like you're looking for like a black and white yeah. answer. Yeah. And then when you dive in... It's shades of gray. It's all shades of gray. (laughs) And you have to make a decision based on
0: that. Yeah. So it's really about risk management, uh, again. Uh, It's just like sailing. I know. It's just like sailing. (laughs) So just to recap, um, he's a dual citizen. He has two passports. We wanted to stay in Europe longer than three months this year. Yeah. So I couldn't do that the first season because I couldn't apply for a long-stay visa just as a regular person, not even as a spouse because of COVID and the, everything was shut down and they weren't processing the visas. So um, what I did this past uh, winter is I applied for a long-stay visa and-
1: Do you want to talk about the experience of the 90 days, 180 because it's also confusing steals to people, I guess: no, That's to a good us, point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can back up a little bit further yeah. So, So um, doing that, so basically the guideline is you can for Schengen, for any Schengen zone, which is basically every country on the coast in Europe, except for Croatia, Montenegro, and Turkey, basically. And Gibraltar was in the mix on the UK side for us when we started sailing also. Um, but our understanding is that is in the process of being integrated into Schengen now. And Croatia is next on deck. So the places we were able to go without counting towards the 90 days in 180 day period um, were the UK side of Gibraltar, Croatia, Montenegro, and Turkey. So
1: and and just to to explain the this 180 days mm-hmm. so
0: so you can go out and you can go in you know in so you can go somewhere you can go to Montenegro and that doesn't count towards Schengen um, but they count your 90 days towards Schengen within 180 days so your days start rolling off the back mm-hmm. if you're gone so and that's example, how they count the time
1: if you enter France mm-hmm. on January 1st that's where your 180 days are going to start, start. so even
0: if you leave on day 2 to go to somewhere else
1: yes yes so that means between january 1st and end of june counting whatever, 180 days yeah, yeah then you cannot spend more than 90 days right. in schengen but as soon as you get to july 1st and you know, somebody's starts rolling going to calculate it might yeah. be uh, not exactly 180 days for, for mm-hmm. simplification purposes, that that first day on January 1st drops. Right. That means you can spend July 1st back in Shen.
0: Yeah, so that's that's probably you guys already kind of probably well, know I that.
1: think we, we've met people during a term week, and it's still confusing okay. to people that are new. So we've gone through this kind of understanding, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what That's it kind means, of how it works. How the days drop, your first day.
0: So the way ahead. to get... Schengen Day credits to in that 180 days, maybe as a way to think about it, is you spend days out of Schengen zone, wherever Mm -hmm. that is. So people go to Tunisia, people go to um, Morocco, um, as I said, Gibraltar, which is changing, Croatia, which doesn't count, even though it's part of the EU.
1: But the tricky part is... Um, they take like, trip,
0: like land trips somewhere else.
1: If you're like spending time in Spain and France and Italy... Yeah, and all like, the places so then, you want to yeah, sail,
0: you know, those are all Schengen. It's far
1: away to go to Croatia. Yeah. And so you need to... Uh, I mean, you could leave the boat.
0: You can leave the boat, You could yes.
1: fly somewhere mm-hmm. and rent an Airbnb or something and then come back. Mm-hmm. But assuming you want to be cruising, so mm-hmm. you have to account for all that. Mm-hmm. So it's a little... Complex requires mm-hmm. some gymnastics, some calculation, and then you have to take into account
0: mm-hmm. wind, weather,
1: and yeah. you know, all that.
0: So anyway, so so cut to this season. So as I was saying, so I decided since we were on land and not on a boat, and we were trying to do some things in France, uh, it would be good to get a long-stay visa. So the way long-stay visas work is you get a long-stay visa for a country. So it's not for the EU, it's mm-hmm. for a country. So in this case, it's France. I went through the spouse long-stay visa application process, but there's another application process you can go through um, as well to get a long-stay visa. Long-stay visa is valid for a year. And um, so I got that. And I was thinking, okay, we're good for yes. six months. Because the rule is, the a rule we thought it was, was if you spend six months in a country, um, it makes you a tax resident, which then creates all kinds of reporting compliance. You know all kinds of things that happen. Costs costs. You know, um, you know you 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 may be you may have to pay for your global income. So it doesn't matter if you work in the country or not. Um, you would pay you know global income for for that. So. We didn't want to stay six months because we don't want to be residents, and we don't consider ourselves residents because everything is back in the U.S. Um, so the idea was, okay, we can spend six months. So dupe to doo, we <laughs> go about our day, and we decide to at the beginning of the season to spend a month in Guadeloupe mm-hmm. because it's not in Europe, and um, it's a you know it's a territory of France. And we could go there, and I could learn French, and you can do the windsurfing and... um, Kite surfing. Kite surfing, sorry. And um, then we would go to France, and then we would do all this stuff for for the boat and the learning and the training and everything like that. And then we would stay through till September, um, which would be the six months, and we would go back home, and that would be that. So... How things have transpired is that's not actually how it works. Um, how it works is you have to spend, six months doesn't count. Like the six months is a hard and fast rule.
1: And when we say six months, I think to be perfectly accurate, I think it's 183 days, or something basically yeah. half the time plus one day. Yeah, so that, so
0: we thought that was the black and white
1: rule. So
0: um, actually how they look at it, is um, you, they're trying to determine where your economic center is. And they do that by determining if you spend more time in France than anywhere else in a calendar year. So when we thought it was whatever the 183 days, it actually isn't 183 days. It's if you spend...
1: Well, it is, but if you spend less...
0: Yeah, it, right. So then if you, you
1: apply that another rule,
0: right? So if you if you spend four months in France, but you only spend three months in the U.S., you still spent more time in France than your resident country, and so therefore they would consider you to be an economic resident. Of France, even if you're traveling and going to different countries. So that's kind of how the rules work, apparently. And like
1: you said earlier, it's they might, they might not. It's just your risk goes up.
0: Your risk goes up, yeah. So we, having gotten that information, we actually hired an attorney because we wanted to understand the rules specifically because that's how I rule. I'm a rule follower. (laughs) It's just good for me. I'm a rule follower because
1: you you get confused. It's
0: very confusing. So, um, the advice to us was to be sure we're spending more time in the US in a calendar year than we will be spending in France. So, that actually has changed our plans. Mm -hmm. Um, We were originally going to try to stay. And you know I'm actually in better shape than you are because I took a trip back to the U.S.
1: Yeah, so I'm the I'm the one like
0: my Google Fi still works.
1: So. <laughs> I've been canceled. <laughs> You've been canceled, or like put in jail, Google Fi jail, Google Fi jail for data. You're in timeout. Yeah.
0: Um, and so we're going to do that at the um, middle of middle of July, third week in July or something. We're going to go back to the U.S. for the rest of the year. Basically, we may take a trip or two. Um, here and there and one might be back and, and the reason why that counts because you guys are probably doing the math in your head like wait have you been in France that long? is because we also find out that Guadeloupe counts. So we knew it was a territory of France I guess I don't know like it didn't well, register in my happened? head is it like part of France? Like it, yeah it is it France.
1: Of course it's France it's like yeah. it's no brainer but it's what's interesting is if you spend uh, like we're talking about the 90 days if you spend 90 days in Guadeloupe and then you fly to France, you're at zero. You still have:
0: Because 90 the, days. Cause the, cause in, duh, like I knew it meant that, but when you activate no. the long-stay visa, the thing is is, I was told, activate your long-stay visa when you enter France proper. No, like, no, no, it no. wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. activate yeah. your long-stay visa when you get to Guadeloupe. That wasn't the direction because we only spent a month in, Gu- in Guadeloupe, yeah. and I came in as a U.S. citizen on, like, you, it's just the regular 90-day tourist visa, basically, yeah, yeah. that you automatically get. So in my head, it was like, okay, we arrived in, in France. I did the activation of my long-stay visa, and that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to me, because... We found out that if you spend, you can spend up to 90 days in Guadeloupe, and then you can come to France, like if you don't have a long stay visa, and then you can come to France, spend another 90 days. So you have spent 180 days in a row, but from a visa point of view, you can stay 90 days plus 90 days because the time you spend in Guadeloupe doesn't count towards the time Because
0: Guadeloupe is non-Schengen. So So that's what's confusing.
1: And so, you know, we didn't dive into the details and suddenly we're like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, until we suddenly thought, oh, could it be? Yeah. And yes, it does.
0: Yes. So, um, you know, we may be being a little bit conservative. I think the thing is, is like, you know, we're going to have to come back to France to pick up our boat and we're going to need to spend time in France. Um, next year, next year to pick up the boat and do other things, and we're trying to think through. You know, am I going to have to apply for another long stay visa, and what does that mean? Like, I definitely don't want to be denied the the opportunity to do that because I overstayed or like triggered a red flag or this kind of thing, which apparently happens. And we have heard horror stories, so um, you know this does happen to people, and you know there are there are consequences that are potentially life changing that um can severely kind of limit your your mobility. Um so I don't mean they're gonna lock you in jail necessarily by that by that comment. I just mean, you know, you don't want to be flagged for something like that and then denied entry at some point or future point in time. So that's where we're at. It's kind of a bummer.
1: Totally a bummer. It's
0: a total bummer because, you know, we like it here. And
1: well and we had we've been quite I'm getting busy used to like between... I like the
0: pâtisseries and the all yeah. the little and, and the French lifestyle is nice and the people are nice. And
1: the first couple of months we've been quite busy and, and we thought, oh, July and August, like we can travel inland, you know, we do can like take sightseeing, trips yeah, and sightseeing. And visit some friends and in France. And now it's like, oh yeah. Great, we spent all that time and we it was very useful to work with Outremer oh, to do all this yeah. stuff. But like it was kind of like, Oh, July, August, personal time. And uh, not so much anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, these are I'm blessed to have these problems, Um, and we get to go back to Tahoe, which we've never actually spent a summer in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. So it'll be it'll be really nice, actually, because that'll be fun, and you know, we have friends with boats. (laughs) boats. (laughs) Motorboats. Hey, I like motorboats too. No. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. Maybe we can actually finally meet up with um, Alex and. Brady, they, they have like a, a sailing school there out in Truckee. Cruising Academy. Cruis- yeah. Cruises Academy, yeah, maybe. Um, but also see family and that'll be fun and my daughter might move. So that'll be an interesting... Kind yeah, of thing. I mean, of course, There's we'll, BC we'll, we'll family make it and the it. Yeah, it'll it. be great.
1: It, it was not the original. It just plan. wasn't the original plan. S- suddenly, when you thought like all oh, that planning we did in February, mm-hmm. and spent hours and hours, you're like, oh, we it's sa- just. It sounded
0: so smart, and then it changed overnight. After and we now talked we're to an like, attorney, oh,
1: flights. And yeah. Oh yeah, flights. By the way. Yeah, we have. To- How cheap are those flights? Yeah,
0: well, yeah, so it's high season, so <laughs> our flights back are, um, yeah, they're yeah. They're, there they're, is that too. They're expensive.
1: And then there is the apartment we had rented. Yeah. So there is that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: So I guess the advice in this and why we wanted to share quickly is um, definitely talk to attorneys and people. Um, you know the, what you read on the internet and even what you hear from people, even like us, it may not be the same in your own personal case. So I do think getting expert advice is is useful. But just wanted to share our experience because, um, you know, it, it definitely was different than, oh, six months. You know, no, yeah. it's not six months.
1: I think, yeah, my takeaway is it's just there are layers. And don't stop at the first layer. It's like, yeah. oh, it checks the boxes from a visa point of view. Mm-hmm. Then you have to look at it from a tax point of view. And then you have to look the at Schengen it from... A Schengen point of view. And then, and for each of those you have to look at it, it's it's never black and white. Right. You're like, you you read the number and you're like, oh, okay, if we go below this number, we're good. No, just go down Mm -hmm. the layer and look at all the shades of gray. Mm -hmm. And then once you've understood all that, then you know your risk. Yeah.
0: And it's all about risk. We've met people, um, and we won't name names, Mm -hmm. but we've met people that have spent a long time in the med, um, getting around Mm -hmm. under the radar and... Um, some haven't had any problems for a while, um, and some you know, had big problems and had to, had to get out quickly and under duress. Um, for us, I, I just like to follow the law and, and like follow the rules, yeah. and I think that's just the best way for me and, and for us. But you, know, there's, you just need to have all the information and, and assess your own risk. Yeah.
1: yeah, when when you deal with legal problems in your own country, it's complex. And imagine yeah. doing this. Yeah, definitely, in I don't want to deal with that. The country. last thing I want to do
0: is pay attorneys for something like yeah. to to like prove I was right. Like that's like my nightmare. There is honestly. better ways <laughs> to better spend ways to spend money. <laughs> yeah, like on the glass helm. <laughs> the electronics. <laughs> electronics. Anyway, that's all for now. We just wanted to share with you guys. If you have additional questions, send those to uh, allen at gmail dot com. Fair wins for now. Bon bon. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like or share with another covert castaway. Fair wins for now.